Why Watch That is a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. While nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. And it is day four. <laughs> See, I did not do that this time. Cat. Yes. Quattro in Italian. Quattro in Spanish. Okay. Oh my gosh, we're deep in Mandarin. Yes. And we are still coming back in with the ref and ref is still in Toronto. And this is, you know, it's so funny how when you know you have a trip, you have work to do, and at the end, all the hard work is there. (laughs) So the ref is about to be at her final day at TIFF, uh, day five. But day four was a whopper, and there are four movies on the ref slate here, and we'll see what she has to say. Yeah, a lot of stars, Mm -hmm. of course. So let's get right to it. Number one on the list is Jojo (gasps) Rabbit. By whom? Well, Taika Waititi. Y'all know who is he is. on board here. <laughs> well, yeah, Thor, uh, that Ragnarok. latest, yeah. the Thor movie, right? That latest one. Also, that uh, vampire show on FX. All of this stuff. You okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he's directing it. He wrote the screenplay as well. It stars, uh, well, and starring him. <laughs> he's in it as well. Yes, along with. Rebel Wilson is in this. Uh, Alfie Allen is in this. Now, you're going, who is Alfie Allen? Game of Thrones, Theon Greyjoy. Yes, he's in it. We have Thomas McKenzie. Oh, interesting. From one of our favorite yes. movies. Mm-hmm, yes, from last Trace. Year. Mm-hmm. Yes, very good for her. And Sam Rockwell and Scarlett Johansson. Now, this and is, Roman Giffen Davis. Can't forget there we him. Go. Him too. Kid. So, all of them are here along with Stephen Merchant. We can just say all of them. And (laughs) already, I mean, even before this premiered anywhere, there's been all kinds of strange buzz, I'll say it. Some people are into it, some people are not. Now, what is the it in question? The ref is gonna tell you. Okay, now I have to also add to that, that this is a, it is potentially a polarizing movie. Why? Well, I'm going to tell you why. It is World War II, the very last threads of World War II. At this point, we're in Germany, and there is this little boy named named Jojo, played by Roman, the little boy we we're just talking about. His name is Jojo, Jonathan Jojo, and he is a very inspired young 10-year-old, shall we say, very inspired. He is going to a camp that is teaching other 10-year-olds and young boys and some girls how to be the very best and greatest Nazis ever. (laughs) 
No, it see, that's is what I was World talking War II. <laughs> it is World War II. Oh. But hold on, this is Taika. So it is Taika. There's going, there's going to be some sort of twist to all of that. But this little boy, I mean, he's got swastikas all over his little room. He is extremely excited to be a future German soldier. He's excited about his pure Aryan blood. And he also has an imaginary best friend. And his imaginary best friend is Adolf Hitler. Mm -hmm. Adolf is his best friend. And no one else can see him but little Jojo. And of course, Adolf is played by who other than Taika. Now, what kinds of trouble is this going to get? I know it sounds crazy. It sounds like it would never work, but it does. Taika as Adolf is hilarious, but we'll get to that. So this little boy discovers that his mother, played by Scarlett Johansson, um, is wanting him to be a little boy as best as he can. The war is crazy. It's costing a lot of lives. She's a good German. And with that being said, there's only so much childhood that you can have. She encourages her her young son to have as much childhood as he can because his father is off to war and they haven't heard from him in two years. So the mother is making the best out of it. As things progress, Sam Rockwell's character, shall we say, is quite the force. He's his commanding officer, so to speak, who's been demoted to uh, training children to be good knots. I mean, he's teaching them how to jump on grenades, throw grenades, how to kill rabbits. I mean, all sorts of things are going on in this game. But something happens. A discovery is made. And that comes, I'm not gonna say what it is, but it comes in the form of Thomas and McKenzie. And it changes everything. My goodness, what could possibly happen in Germany towards the end of the war? What do you think is going on? It changes little Jojo's complete, it's a paradigm shift. And now he has to decide, is he going to remain faithful to the German way that he grew up knowing, grew up demonstrating in his own bedroom and his home. I mean, the boy is even writing a, a book. It's called I'm not no I'm not even going to tell you what the book is called. It's derogatory towards Jews, so you'll you'll find out. Is Adolf, his best friend, going to convince him to stay on that track, or will he have a change of heart? Because in his little ten-year-old mind, the Germans are going to win, and we know history. So how does that play out? That's all the plot you're getting. There's a lot that happens. Now that sounds like, why would I ever want to watch that movie? That sounds like a, a terrible movie. Remember, it's Taika, it's Taika. Remember how you watched Thor and it was like, whoa, I've never seen this Thor before. Turns it on its head. Well, this is absolutely turned on its head. It's a complete farce, a satire of what it means to be a good swastika wearing Nazi and how Adolf, your best friend, can lead you down roads that maybe you don't want to go down, maybe you shouldn't have gone down. And surprisingly, there's a lot of heart to this. Now remember, is very good at working with children. Remember um, that movie he did that took place in New Zealand with uh, Sam Neill uh, into the, yes. the, the wilderness? 
people or yeah the wilderness the people wilder, i think it's yeah, called wilder, the wilder, wilder people mm-hmm. wilder people and so he's very good with working with young talent and he found this amazing little boy roman who is absolutely i mean the boy cries the boy let i mean it's wonderful performance and of course we remember as we said um thomason from leave no trace who does beautiful work not only in that movie but she re- she is a force she's the next thing coming through scarlett johansson plays this really offbeat strange mother who you'll find out there's some secrets there that maybe you do and don't want to find out i thought it was beautifully played now sam rockwell has a twist and surprise to his character wait for it is all i have to say wait for it <laughs> And of course, I'm going to end the my performance review. There are everybody else was wonderful, but Taika as Adolf Hitler, you would think that wouldn't work in a million years. It is one of the funniest performances I've seen at TIFF. And I thoroughly enjoyed his ridiculousness. I mean, he's jumping out of windows. He's, you know, <laughs> I won't I won't ruin the plot. There are some things that you just go, what in the heck just happened? So overall, I say this. If you are a fan of Taika, this movie is for you. If you like things like if you like a serious matter being turned on its head. Now remember I said the critics are polarized on this because there is an even amount of drama and farce. So does he weave in and out of that ever so gracefully? Not always, but the moments for me still worked. It just was a little abrupt at times. If that is your thing, if you're interested in seeing um the Nazi uh German uh 1940s end of World War II turned on its head, then I think this may be for your for you. It's no it's no Quentin Tarantino glorious bastards and blah 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 blah. It's not that. It's it's different. So, and if you liked that then maybe check this out as well. So, I will say keep your eye out for Jojo Rabbit and we'll be eager to hear your thoughts on that. Oh. Yeah. So, that is what I was to see. It's so Yes, cool. you should see it. You should see yeah. it. Now, speaking of what I will see, what I will see at yes. the New York Film Festival and that you've just seen is Marriage mm-hmm. Story. And this is Noah Baumbach's latest film. So Noah did the directing of course, did the writing of course, which is usual yes. for him. It stars Scarlett Johansson. Here she is again. She's back. I saw her back to back today. I was like, "Well, <laughs> here she is." And this is completely different. So we'll see what you have to say along with Adam Driver. Now, what a pair that must be. Along oh. with them is the great Laura Dern. The great yes. Alan Alda and the great Leota. Ray Leota. Or Leota. Julie ha- Julie Haggerty shows up <laughs> from Airplane, if you know Airplane wanted to. Among other things. Among other things. And just so you know, everybody, this is a Netflix film. It will be available in November. I didn't say that about mm-hmm. Jojo Rabbit. For Jojo Rabbit, my friends, it'll be in theaters in mid-October. So yes. back to marriage story. Tell us now. This ain't no good marriage. I know that much. So tell us what's happening here. Okay, so I have to dance around this because again, the critic will be seeing this, and I don't want to completely ruin his experience. He likes more surprises than not. 
So I will do my best, but I have to say what I have to say. So we have a couple. Adam Driver is um, married to Scarlett Johansson. His name is Charlie. He's a director. They're in New York City and he does like, he's like a well-known avant-garde director. And his muse is Scarlett Johansson, whose name is Nicole, Nikki. It starts off with this beautiful, you've seen it in the trailer. What you see in the trailer of them describing one another, that is what you hear. And you see all these beautiful montages of them being like the perfect person for each other. And then you realize why they're describing it. I'm not gonna tell you why. What they're actually doing. And you're like, oh, what happened? What happened? Because two people who seemingly were perfect for each other, as it says in the tagline and in the, the, the description, I'm not giving it away. They are, they're not gonna, it doesn't seem like they're gonna make it they're going through a separation and ultimately heading toward divorce. Now, how on earth do we get there? Mm. Well, this movie doesn't go back and show you how you get there. It actually does something different and a little surprising because I thought that's where we were going. I thought we were going to go backwards and work our way to this catastrophic situation. And instead, Noah decides to drive, no pun intended, forward and thank you. you see well yes and i i think it is it's a different take it's a very different way of doing this so in he, we we see nikki she has decided to move back to her hometown in los angeles however her husband who she's separating from is in New York and they have a son. Uh-oh, that complicates everything. Because the laws in California are stark different than the laws in New York City. And Mr., um, what did I say his name was? Mr. Charlie decided to let his wife and his child go to California and then she gets some papers working when you're served in California, it's complicated. And we ride through that complication. Now, who takes us along that ride? Lord Dern plays a lawyer. And everyone started clapping because of, oh, not because, oh, it's Lord Dern. It's because, oh my gosh, are we going to get Renata from right. Big Little Lies 1 and 2? Because we know where she can go. Now, I will say, she... I would say this is the nice version of Renata, but there's some bite there. And I really, I just enjoy Laura Dern. I enjoy her more and more and more, especially since after Big Little Eyes. And then we also enter another lawyer played by Ray Leona. Oh my and goodness. And you can only imagine you get a semi version, dimmed down version of Renata and Ray Leona. What happens is you start to see that the system of divorce, the system of divorce starts to be greater and bigger and grander than the actual two people getting divorced. And that's what this movie is about. It's about two people who genuinely love each other, but they have come to the end of things. Can they salvage anything from the system? Can you salvage it? And you'll find out whether they can or not. 
So that's and all like, I'm giving you. You know, the title is Marriage Story. Yes, it is called so, you Marriage know, What does that mean? Story. Mm -hmm. what, what does it mean? And what all does that entail? And, you know, everybody expects a sad ending, but do you really get one here? Oh, does he trick you? I don't know. Well, I do know, but I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> now for the actual review, or the, the, the snippet review. Again, I have to dance around this because I don't want to taint the critic because he's seeing this next week. Um, it belongs on Netflix. It could use a stiff... I'm going to start with the negative word. It could use a... This is what I wrote down. I think this is the way to say it. This could use a respectful, careful edit of 20 minutes, shaving it. And the reason why I say respectful and careful is that you don't just trash scenes, get rid of that, get rid of that. I think it's, 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 a, it's beautiful work here. And because Adam Driver and, and Scarlett Johansson did beautiful work, beautiful work. As expected. Two, as expected. And to be honest, I knew Adam was going to deliver in places, but I didn't know how far Scarlett would go with him, but he's so easy to ride along with. And Scarlett Johansson took him for a ride. Uh, and I'm not going to tell you about them scenes. Oh, oh, uh -huh. oh there is Look, one Scarlett, scene. Scarlett yeah. is a smart actor. Oh, very smart. smart. Very smart. But she's so smart that she's not going to get in your way. Mm -hmm. And I was mm -hmm. a nervous, I was nervous that she was just going to let Adam Driver drive. Mm -hmm. But you soon find out Adam the way. Driver drive. I know. I, I've been waiting to like do that. Um, and you see, you see her do her thing. Mm -hmm. And I and I think if it had like a, that's why it's on Netflix. If we if we go back to the ring, Peter Jackson, that metaphor. If it's not about the ring, it doesn't. We don't include it. And I think all of these. There's a lot of Netflix. I'm going to talk about on one after this, another Netflix or another um, movie that could use us like a heavy-handed edit. If if we if they allowed an outside eye come in and go get just shave this, shave that, get rid of that. You don't need that. This is nice because they did good work, but it does drive the story. I think that this could have been a great movie but instead it is a powerful movie it is a deeply it's a deeply feeling movie you feel deeply for these two people you see the ugly pangs of divorce and it's ugly it gets ugly it gets ugly and you also see that two people who loved each other don't stop loving each other even in the ugly times and that's hard to watch sometimes. It's hard to watch. But then also, it's beautiful at the same time. So I say that if you are interested in great performances, you're going to get them here. If you're interested in um, watching and being the uncomfortable third wheel of a couple's that relationship that's crumbling, if you're okay with that, I say that you should also see this. I also say that if you are uncomfortable with that, you should see it. Because there are some beautiful light moments that sort of when it gets into those darker places, like there's this one scene that I'm thinking of that you will know when you get there, but it's like, whoa, 
exchanges were made and it's there's you would think there's no turning back and you'll have to decide if they can recover from that or not i just thought it was a wonderful movie to be enjoyed at at, at home um you could do it by yourself or you can watch it with someone else it is a solid movie but it does have its lulls it went on for ever but i didn't mind i didn't, I didn't mind as much Wow. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to that. You know, I like good performances. Yes, you're gonna. You will be satisfied. And speaking of performances, bad education is next on the list. The third here. Now look at the ref's face. No, don't look at my face. I like hiding behind the mic. <laughs> So this is <laughs> it's directed by Corey Finley. It's written by yeah. Mike Makowski. Uh, it stars now. I mean, another wonderful cast here. We have Hugh Oi. Jackman. Oi. We have Allison Janney. Interesting character. Oh, 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 oh. Ray, Mar Ray Romano, my boy, is in this. You love Ray. You love. Oh Ray. my goodness. Alex Wolf is sneaking his way into this again. What a career he's having. And more and more and more. Uh, now we do not have a theatrical release date for this movie yet. We don't know, but the ref did see it. So tell us all about it. It is under two hours. I do see that. That's a positive. Is it? Okay, so no, no shade. Okay, so we, this is based on, this is inspired by, it said, true events. It, I, it, it, if you remember a couple years ago, not a couple, but a few years back, that big, huge scandal in Long Island, that school district that found, we found some things that were gone awry. I would, before seeing this movie, just don't visit, don't go back and read it. Um, but if in the back of your mind, you're like, oh my gosh, I remember that scandal. Well, this is this movie, The Scandal. It has um, Frank Tazone, who is a superintendent of this prestigious Long Island, New York, Long Island, a school district that is competing with these other prestigious school districts. And right now they're number four in, I believe, New York City. And what does that mean? That means that they have such a high rate of students, test scores who are through the roof, that are, that are through the roof. And as well as that, they have such a huge percentage of their graduating class go on to Ivy League schools. And the trickle down effect, the trip, remember, remember when the elections, the, the triple, triple down economics of that is when you have a high performing school district, that means you attract high performing families, money. And if you attract high performing families, then that means property taxes go up. I mean, it's, it's a whole thing that in America, unfortunately or fortunately, this is how it's arranged. Now, this is, these are pub, this is a public school. These are not private schools. These are taxpayers paying for this. And you have the superintendent, Frank, who seems to be on top of his game. I mean, he is performing. And he, right now, they want to do a skywalk on the on one of the, the high school's campuses connecting the middle school to the high school and it's going to cost them millions and millions of dollars and they've been spending the last eight to seven years raising those funds getting those test scores up attracting wealthy families so they can get this completed now alongside of them is plan or excuse me plan pam Gluckin. 
And that's played by Alison Jennings. She is the controller. She's oh. controlling and she's the controller. So she's the one saying, okay, now cut from here, take this there. We're going to get this into a place where we can get that skywalk and we can also get the funds coming in because we want these property taxes up, 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 and up. So Frank's doing his things. I mean, he's shining and he's dancing. He's learning all the kids' names, all the parents' names. He's handling the difficult parents. He seems to be on top of the world. But I said this is based on a scandal. It's called bad education. And it's called bad education. And without giving anything away, Frank has a personal life that is definitely worthy of a front page. <clears throat> Miss Allison Jenny's character, Pam, has done some things that a controller should not do. And when things start to unravel, what will become of Frank, Pam, and everyone else who has poured their sweat, blood, tears and money in that district. Oh, house of cards, you pull one card, everything comes trickling down. Bad education. Now, that's the plot, that's all I'm giving you. A lot of things happen in this. And again, if you wanna see this movie, just it, the best you can shy away from going back to those um, articles and just experience it. <clears throat> The plot sounds good. The, I did that, though. <laughs> I, I was trying to sell it. I'm trying to sell it. Because the fact of the matter is, okay, first, let's start with the positive, and then we're just going to taper off. Allison Jenny, with this New York accent, she's just, and this blonde wig. I, these wigs, this, this festival. I tell you what, I thoroughly enjoyed her. She was just absolutely, I mean, the stuff that was coming out of that woman's mouth. <laughs> I enjoyed her in anything, and I enjoyed her in this. Uh, Ray Liotta, or excuse me, what am I saying? Ray Romano is absolutely Ray Romano. You, you get why he was hired for this. The other supporting cast is a strong, um, performances no one really stood out as being like what what's going on here it just seemed very even and then Hugh Jackman Hugh Jackman is if you're gonna get a shiny tooth ding kind of guy who has personal life issues I'm not gonna tell you what those are again this is the guy it, it was cast well but the cast is not the problem this movie was all over the place it did not i don't know what i was i didn't know what i was focusing on because at one moment it looked like it was about this school then another moment it's about frank's personal life and this stuff and then another moment it's about the scandal and then another moment it's about dreams lost i mean it was literally all over the place and i didn't know what to focus on and maybe that's why it hasn't been picked up for to, to be distributed yet because how do you market something like this? And my best advice for you is, if you're just curious about this scandal, if you're curious about Alice and Jenny's performance, then maybe check this out. 
do you need to though? Is it better to just read the articles? Maybe, maybe. And that's not, I think I, I'm, I'm giving you options here. I'm giving you options. I'm not saying don't see it. I'm saying right. that if you are really wanting the story to be driven and told, then read the article because you'll get, you know, read, read the news. You'll get more of the story there. But mm. for this, it was so many different places that I think the, the saving grace of this is just to watch Alice and Jenny in her lawn wig and Hugh Jackman do the best that he could do with what was written and given to him um, and just sit back and not expect to get the full story in a way that is told straightforward in a straightforward manner. Mm -hmm. And you know what I'm hearing is maybe if someone's interested in distributing this movie, this might be a movie you distribute at the beginning of next year and you write off of star power. That's what you do, because it's going to get lost if you do it at the end of this year. Based on what the yeah. director's saying, it's going to get lost. It's, yeah, yeah. And uh, so what's not, what's not going to get lost? <laughs> well, hmm. is the laundromat. I'm not saying it's good because I haven't seen it, but it will not get lost. No, and this won't, is no, the, no. <laughs> and this is the laundromat. It is Steven Soderbergh's latest movie. Yes, he directed it. Screenplay <sighs> by Scott C. Burns. Okay, it is based on the whole Panama Papers thing. Okay, you remember Real stuff. that? <laughs> well, <laughs> it said inspired by true secrets. <laughs> and who is taking us through these true secrets? I'm gonna go in reverse order, and it go doesn't ahead, matter. Do what it, order. do it. Reverse do order it. of Wikipedia. Sharon Stone. <laughs> what? David Schwimmer. Yes. Robert Patrick, the villain from T2. <laughs> I love it. I can't Jeffrey it Wright. I'm In a Jack. wig. In a well, wig. Give the man whatever. It don't matter. Give him some false teeth like they gave Meryl in Big Little Lies. Give him that too. Antonio Banderas. Oh my yes. goodness. Mr. Flags himself. Gary Oldman and Meryl Streep. The Streep. <laughs> Meryl the Streep. Now, this is a Netflix movie. I love the runtime at an hour, 35 minutes. That just sings yeah. to me. And it will be available mm -hmm. starting at the end of this month. Tell us, every, uh, everybody, tell us, Rev. <laughs> What in the Everybody world? <laughs> the laundromat, so they must be washing something and it ain't closed. Well, I will say this. You already said Panama Papers. You had me at Panama Papers. Yeah. So you know what that is. But this starts off in an interesting way. This is Steven, guys. You know, it, it, stop playing games. You know what you're going to get. You're going to get something strange. <laughs> uh, a real situation in a strange way. So you have, um, you're, you're taken through this, initially this history lesson. Ooh, it's, it's like economics meets, the economics described to you by two good looking great actors. And that of course is in um, the light of Antonio Banderas and Gary Oldman. These two are talking about the history of money, how currency came to be and 
how currency is now. The stark difference between having something tangible and then having a concept, which is where we are now. Bitcoins. Even paper money isn't backed by anything tangible. No gold standard, in, all of that stuff. No gold, mm -hmm. nothing. No silver even um, yeah. located in any of our coins. So there's mm -hmm. nothing really tangible about money now. And these two are describing this in a very theatrical way. So as you are getting all of this information and your eyes are sort of rolling like, whoa, 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 it's still Antonio Banderas and Gary Oldman telling. Now, I am not going to tell you who they are. If you look it up on IMDB, um, then you'll know, oh my gosh, okay, who they are. I suggest you don't, just don't, just don't, don't look it up. And then you fast, and then cut to from the history lesson to a real life lesson. Meryl Streep and her husband, husband James Cromley, is oh, on their wow, honeymoon. Okay. Yes, they're on their honeymoon and they're celebrating, I think, 45 years of marriage. They're older, they're enjoying life, and something tragic happens. That changes everything for Meryl Streep's character, whose name is Ellen. Ellen has now had a life shift and there is someone to blame for that life shift the question is is that someone or entity shall we say going to properly uh take care and be responsible for this tr this tragic situation or are we going to flutter around as we were once told that money does it is called the laundromat. And you're going to find out that every piece of information that Steven gives you is will add up to this culminating reveal and moment. So even when you're literally at some point, you're, you're going off into the hills of California to this um, African family, then you're whisked off to China, this Chinese family. Then you, I mean, you're, you're all over the place. You're in, you, you're, seeing Jeffrey Wright in a wig in the uh, Cayman Islands somewhere or wherever that is, the Caribbean. I mean, you're just all over the map. But that's what currency does, is it? doesn't it? It mm. goes from hand to hand. And who's left holding the bag? Mm. That's the real question. And so Sharon I'll leave Stone. you... <laughs> <laughs> Sharon Stone. You know what? I'm not going to talk about her. Um... That's that's the plot. That's all I'll tell you about that, because uh, it is complicated, and I don't want to. There are some twists and turns. And definitely don't want to give those away. So stay away from those reviews. Stay away from. Um, you can look to see like, oh, you know, what's the score? But I would stay away from reading things just in case there's some spoilers. And um, I figured out. And you what don't happened. need it. You don't need no. Soderbergh, Meryl Streep, Banderas, Gary Oldman, everybody else. We don't need it. And the thing, you know, I love the history of currency, so you had me at the beginning. <laughs> okay, well, let me tell you. Uh -oh. This movie, in its description, is lofty and exciting and interesting, and the concept of it is just, whoa. It's actual, now remember, this is on Netflix. This is not being theatrically released in a way that you would expect a Meryl Streep movie to be released. 
Gary Oldman coming off of his Oscar win. Uh, Antonio Banderas, who very well may receive an Oscar win for Pain and Glory, as he did in, not an Oscar, but as he got the award in Cannes. All the ingredients are there, but did the execution work? The The critics did not find this to be an overwhelmingly wonderful experience. And I quite frankly have to agree. It's interesting. It's just interesting. But will I ever see this again? No, I won't. Unless I'm made to. Do I need to see it again? I do not. I don't. Was it good to see it? I like Steven Soderbergh. I like Meryl Streep. I like Antonio Banderas. I can check off my box and said I saw them all in this movie. But remember, it's a Netflix movie. So keep that in mind. And you say, oh, it's an hour and change, you know, an hour and a half and change. That was the longest hour and a half and change I've ever experienced. <laughs> it just was. It just was. Because oh, no. you're you're getting history lessons here. You're getting very lofty, big ideas. And even though these actors are at, I mean, these are some of the most honored actors of all time, of all time, from mm. various countries. In this movie, you still fall short. And it, to me, if those actors can't make all those scenes work, then there's then you know there's some some issues there. But again, if you I, listen, I'm gonna I would have seen it, and I think a lot of people will see it just as a precaution. Don't bring in your currency, your, 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 um, like, oh, let me just funnel all, everything that I know from all these people. This is going to be great. Just step back. It's the Panama Papers. It's Steven. It's these people. Woohoo. Now get over it and watch the movie. That's my hmm. suggestion. Interesting. Now, uh, just so everyone knows, uh, Steven Soderbergh is working on something else for HBO Max starring Meryl Streep. So obviously they got along, but did it translate on the screen? Hmm, that's up for you to decide. Now, with that said, those are the four movies that the ref saw on day four. What is with four and four, three and three? I know, two and two, yes, yes. Yes. One and one. Be, oh, one, and one. that's so crazy. But yeah. it won't be five and five. Heck so. <laughs> no, it's gonna be two. But you might as well equal the five because those these are gonna be the what what stay tuned for tomorrow for sure because the two biggest movies of TIFF are um, I'll get a chance to to see those the, the two biggest ones everybody's in everybody wants to talk about these two movies and I'll tell you what, later what they are wow so we'll look forward to that and until we see you again Raph thank you for the wonderful reviews oh my goodness TIFF is still going everybody and so and are we. so am I. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.